Hello and welcome to NBA DFS here at DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, November the 14th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss the evening Sunday NBA main slate for uh, this Sunday. The six-game slate will be the main slate on all three of the main sites, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. So we appreciate the fact that you're uh, taking time to listen in here to Coach Talk. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up, the subscribe button, and leave us a little comment. Also hit that little bell in the upper corner so you know when all of our podcasts post. We have podcasts posting every day uh, in, uh, in front of the paywall on YouTube and all of our audio podcast sites as well. Um, we're doing seven-day-a-week NBA, three really good uh, NFL pods, and also a weekly PGA. So we'd love to have you join us, dfscoachtalk.com. All right, we're diving in. No time to waste today. Everybody's got to be able to catch all their NFL action, and our, our guys Andrew, Joe, and Josh are all uh, getting ready for a huge day of the NFL but we also know that NBA, uh, we, we've had great success on Sundays. A lot of loose money gets in there from the NFL slates. And so let's take advantage of that and uh, really hammer it today. There is one game during the afternoon, Spurs-Lakers. We're not going to touch on that. Too much going on. We've got a big golf uh, finish for us. Our guys are doing real well there. <clears throat> obviously that's right in the middle of a, a, the heart of the huge NFL schedule. So we're going to focus on this six game slate that uh, begins at seven Eastern. First game is the Milwaukee Bucks and Atlanta Hawks. It's Atlanta minus two and it's a 221 over under implied total for Milwaukee 109.5 for Atlanta 111.5. Statistically speaking here, uh, let's look at a couple of things. We've got Milwaukee at the ninth fastest pace and Atlanta at the 12th. So we've got good pace in this game. Offensive rating for both teams dead in the middle of the pack, 17th and 15th. We know Milwaukee's had to deal with a lot of injuries throughout the season. And defense, disappointing for both teams. You've got Milwaukee 18th, again, a lot of injuries, but they were in the top three the majority of last year. So more opportunity to score. And Atlanta's all the way to 28th. There's a team that was in the uh, East Coast Finals last year, or Eastern Conference Finals, I should say. And uh, their defense has just absolutely fallen apart this year. As far as uh, the game set here, the Bucks are six and seven. Atlanta is four and nine. Again, very disappointing there. Injuries, you've got probable on Giannis and Hill, out DiVincenzo, Lopez, and Middleton. For Atlanta, it's questionable on Bogdanovich, important news there, and then Hunter and Okongwu are out. So let's take a look at this game. Uh, again, a nice game to target at 221. Um, you've got Drew Holiday, who's uh, about 6'9 on DraftKings. Well, I'll just go with the DraftKings numbers just for the sake of time here. But there certainly are some FanDuel and Yahoo differences that you want to follow us in Discord uh, to check out. Holiday at 6'9 is okay. You know, not a bad price. 
Um, Giannis at 12K, big, big number, uh, but Atlanta's defense has been pathetic. So, you know, even at that 12K number, not out of the picture. Bobby Portis has drifted all the way up to 6'5 now. I liked him a lot better when he was in the low fives, um, but he has played terrific. Not sure I want to focus in on him against the Collins-Capella front line. And then after that bench, not worth mentioning. So for me, it's either pay all the way up for Giannis on that side of the ball or possibly Holiday at a, a decent uh, price for point guards where he should be getting much more minutes now that he's been back for a bit. On the Atlanta side, 9-7 for Trey. You know, a little too high for me, especially with Holiday defense. We don't know if Bogdanovich is out. We already know Hog, uh, Hunter is out. So if Bogdanovich does sit, I think you've got to look uh, square at Herder and Reddish. One or the other will be a, a fantastic play and a great value uh, if Bogdanovich and we already know Hunter are out. So want to keep a close eye on that. Gallinari may get a few extra minutes at his cheap 3-2 price, but he has not shown that he's uh, really ready to play uh, this season. The bigs, Collins at 7-2 and Capella at an even 7. I mean, they're both reasonable. Their prices have come down, and I could easily see going with one or the other. Um, Milwaukee, again, has not had that shutdown defense uh, that they've had, at least not yet. And so I think you can go to one of those spots as well. All right, we go to game two. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I wanted to mention, too, in that first game, we've got uh, Atlanta on the first night of a back-to-back, -back, so that could affect some things. And it is an island game for Milwaukee, so that definitely helps Giannis's cause uh, and holidays. So something to mention there. All right. Game two, also a 7 p.m. Eastern start. It's the Brooklyn Nets and Oklahoma City Thunder. Brooklyn favored by nine. It's a 214.5 over under. Uh, and 111.75 for Brooklyn implied, 102.75 uh, for uh, the Thunder. Statistically speaking, pace, Brooklyn 10th, Oklahoma City 8th. That's a big plus. We've been waiting for... Uh, Brooklyn to play a couple of faster teams here. That helps for sure. Brooklyn 12th in offensive efficiency. I think that'll improve as Harden and Durant settle in even more so. Uh, the Thunder, just as you would expect, all the young teams are at the bottom of the offensive efficiency ratings for the most part. And uh, Oklahoma City's 29th. So they are not uh, getting it done per possession, a lot of fails in there and turnovers because they're still figuring it all out with the youngest roster in the league. As far as defensive efficiency, I think the biggest turnaround in the league uh, in any statistical category this year is Brooklyn. They were dead last by a lot for quite a while uh, at first last year. Then they improved slightly, but not that much. But they're fourth in the league in defensive efficiency. And it's not like they reset their players. Harden, Brown, Harris, Durant, Griffin, Aldridge, they're all uh, back, although Aldridge sat out last year with the, the heart ailment. But the only ads really are Patty Mills, um, Bembry, you know, a few guys like that, but nothing dramatic. So whatever defensive scheme Nash and his staff have put in is really working. 
And it's something to take note of because people uh, definitely run to Brooklyn games thinking it's a wide open game, huge amounts of points. And uh, it's just not that way this year. Brooklyn is controlling the ball and slowing it down a bit. Um, defensively for Oklahoma City, 16th, very respectable middle of the pack. So although this is a good game, I don't think it's a target game on a six-game slate. Um, Harden blew it out last time like I expected he would. You've got he and Durant, you know, 10-8 and 10-7 respectively. It's hard not to have one of those guys in your lineup because it's just so so much a necessity. Uh, but, you know, to have both really is rough because you, it's hard filling out the rest of the roster, as you guys know, and gals. So uh, I would choose between one or the other. Um, right now, probably leaning uh, just a little bit towards Durant. Uh, the question is, who's Dort going to guard? I think he guards Harden. And so uh, Durant is probably my top play on that side of the ball. Uh, not as crazy about Shea today. I think he gets Bruce Brown defense. Giddy was a big disappointment. Uh, he's been inconsistent as you would expect young guys to, uh, Baisley got it done for me last game. I have to say he was seven X. I was, uh, it was a good play, but it's a bit of a stretch makes me a little nervous there. So like I say, not super high here may go with one of the Brooklyn studs and, uh, either Harden or Durant being the two studs. And then that's it for that game for me. I don't want too much exposure. Um, I will say it's the first night of a back-to-back for Oklahoma City. So that is something to consider, although they're they're young, you know. But he does play pretty deep bench, and that's another part of the reason that makes me a little nervous uh, on that side of the ball. All right, game three. It is also 7 p.m. Eastern Warriors at the Hornets. It should be a fun game. You've got... Dale Curry calling the game for the Hornets and Steph coming in town. Uh, it is home stomping ground area there and uh, playing against the Hornets. So that should be a fun one. Golden State's favored by five. It's a 227 over under implied total for the Warriors, a nice 116 and a healthy 111 for Charlotte. So this game uh, looks like a fun one. We've got great pace. Golden State six, Charlotte third. Um, you know what? Let me let me look at the also before we hit all of those stats. Let's look at the injuries because there's two things I want to do here. I don't want to miss out on uh, the injuries as we're talking about the statistical analysis. The game set: Phoenix uh, eight and three, Rockets. I'm uh, I'm on the wrong wrong one completely. Where is it? There, there it is. Brooklyn nine and four, Thunder five and six. Uh, injuries, Claxton, Irving, Millsap, Sharp out for Brooklyn. No injuries for the teenagers of Oklahoma City. Uh, uh, that's really the, the game set there. But statistically now, as we look at, you know, a, a pretty healthy, pretty deep Thunder team, um, we, we talk about, uh, let's see here, a 10th and 8th, like I say, in pace, which is excellent. Offensive efficiency, Brooklyn um, – I'm sorry. I am totally lost here. It's Golden State and the Warriors. Wake up, coach. It's Sunday morning. <laughs> Golden State and the Warriors. I'm. What am I talking about here? All right. So Golden State and the Warriors. Damian Lee is uh, questionable. Thompson and Wiseman are out. For Charlotte, P.J. Washington is out. Warriors are 11-1. and one. 
Charlotte are seven and seven. That's what I was trying to say. So you really know the Nets and Thunder score uh, situation and record after going over that twice. But on the Golden State side, uh, again, you've got the sixth and third pace with these two teams. I love that. Offensive efficiency for Golden State second and Charlotte 10th. So both of these teams know how to score the ball. The problem is Golden State's the best defense in the in the league right now, and they have been shutting people down. That is a concern if you want to spend up for the LaMelo Balls, Miles Bridges, and company. Uh, however, Charlotte's defense, nothing to write home about at 27. So at Curry at 11-4, does he go home in front of his dad there in Charlotte at 11-4 and bust it open? Man, I'll tell you, he has broken so many games open this year. I'm really thinking about going there at 11-4 uh, as opposed to paying up for Giannis. And I know that's very difficult to swallow, but I just like the game situation here and the setting, and I'm, I'm leaning towards Curry uh, at this point. Um, as far as uh, over... Uh, Back-to-backs, neither team is on a back-to-back. So it's an island game for both teams. It's the only game that has that uh, on this six-game slate. So it does give you an advantage of, you know, who, you know, you're going to get in there extra minutes because they get that extra day's rest on both sides. So Curry at 11-4, interesting. Um, Poole's been so all over the board. He's almost become just a GPP play for me because I – you just don't know what you're going to get out of him on any given night. If he's hitting and he's in a groove, he can break a slate, but he also uh, can can jam you up pretty good if he's off. Wiggins, 6'3", uh, Draymond, 6'2", which is something to consider. Um, and after that, really, just their bench is out of play for me. Uh, you know, I do want to see if Lee's going to play because that does usually give – uh, pull a couple of extra minutes. Uh, on the Hornet side, LaMelo Ball's been phenomenal. Um, I think that this could be a great spot for him again. 10-1 is a big number. I mean, you know, now that he's over 10, it's it's tough. But he can be fantastic. Um, not sure I can afford to go there, but very, very tempting. Rogier at 6-2 is pretty cheap. He's starting to get a bigger role. I think he's in play. Um, I wanted to see him get, you know, three three games or so under his belt, and he's, uh, you know, trending in that direction. Hayward at 7-2, you know, not bad on the mid-pricing, but, you know, I do respect the Warriors' defense. Miles Bridges has been an absolute maniac. I We watched that last game, Charlotte's last game, and he was incredible down the stretch, shot blocks and, dunks and everything and he's seven eight and he has played like an eight five player or even more i know it's draymond green defense and golden state has great d but at that mid-level price i'm very interested today in miles bridges uh, he's under 8k that's what i was looking for and uh, he has a great chance uh, to make my lineup all right let's keep these games straight for crying out loud the next game also seven o'clock We've got Phoenix and Houston, both teams on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. So let's just get that right out of the way because that is a little bit of an effect, especially on Phoenix. Monty uh, Williams really tries to do a good job of limiting minutes when they have back-to-backs. 
Houston, not as much, you know, with uh, being such a poor team and having such uh, youngsters. Phoenix is favored by eight and a half, so you do have a slight blowout risk here for sure. 221 and a half is the over-under. 115 implied for Phoenix, big number, 106 and a half uh, for the Houston Rockets. Um, to give a, a game set on this game, you've got Phoenix at eight and three. Somehow they've gotten to eight and three. Uh, without eight and playing, I think they actually have played better. Uh, Rockets, one and 11, so that stings a bit. Uh, Aiton is listed right now as doubtful, so I, I, I don't think he's going to play. Nader, uh, questionable, and Saric uh, is out. We know John Wall's out for Houston, probably for until they trade him. Uh, as far as statistically goes here, we've got two of the top five pace teams in the NBA. Phoenix is fifth. Houston is second. That brings me a lot of interest. And, of course, Phoenix being a veteran team, they're fifth in offensive efficiency, so they're taking advantage of those possessions, whereas Houston, just like the trend with all the young teams that have not figured it out yet, they're 27th in offensive efficiency. Defensive efficiency, Phoenix is 10th, so they've rebounded. They were uh, the first week of the season not off to a good start on the defensive scheme, but they are now. They are uh, all the way up to 10th. Houston 21st, which is bad, but not you know as bad as some expected. So it does make this game very playable, though. There's a lot of good things to like about it, good matchups to like. Um, you know, Paul at 8-7, Booker at 9, both in play without question. If you want to go cheaper, you can go to a Mikhail Bridges at 5. Probably not going to go there. Then you've got the, the great JaVale McGee. Frank Kaminsky fun, where Javel's 4-2, Frank's 5-2, both in play, both can do a, a good job. So there's going to be, uh, you know, you can take a chance either direction there. There's good and bad to be said about both. So after that, not crazy about their bench. Houston, you know, Porter, Green, they're going to get a ton of shots up. We know that uh, at 6 and 5K. Not a bad idea to run something back on the Houston side, maybe with one of those guards. Jay Sean Tate at 5-2. Again, great value. He's going to get good minutes, uh, something to look at. Uh, really, the key guy is uh, upper mid-level pricing is Christian Wood at 8-6. Uh, you know, he's below 9K, so it makes him playable. I'm not running to him, but I think that uh, – you know, he's probably the strongest and most consistent play on the Houston side. Uh, not really looking at Tice or Zhengun or any of the bench there. So maybe one of the cheaper Houston guards to run back with one of the, the strong Phoenix players. And then if we really want to get uh, frosty about this game, uh, maybe Christian Wood as well. All right, two games remaining. We have an 8 p.m. Eastern game. It's the Portland Trailblazers at the Denver Nuggets. Low number here. Denver's favored by six and a half. It's only a 208 over under, which is interesting. Implied for Portland, 100.75. For Denver, 107.25. We do have both teams on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. So that is definitely a concern for both teams because – uh, both of these coaches have shown that they're not going to overplay their guys' minutes 
on back-to-backs. Now, if this game stays close, you're probably going to get close to full minutes. But if there's any opportunity to sit guys, I think you're going to see that here. Uh, to give you the game set on this one, we've got um, Portland at six and seven, Denver at eight and four. So that is uh, pretty good considering they've had so many things that they've had to deal with. The big news, of course, that makes this you know a chalk guy here is Lillard is out. So CJ McCollum may be the highest owned player on the slate. I know he's super in play for me, but that's just sort of a no-brainer there uh, with Lillard being out. On the Denver side, Chanchar is um, uh, probable. Murray and Porter are out. So as we look at this game here, let's look at the statistical uh, portion of it. Portland's 11th, Denver 17th in pace. So nothing to be extremely excited about. Portland is eighth in offensive efficiency. Denver, a surprising 24th with the Joker. You would think they'd be much higher. Defensive efficiency, Portland not good at 22nd. We know they haven't been good defensively for a long time. But Denver, the reason they're winning is they're third in the league in defense. So definitely creates a little bit of concern if you want to go hard on the Portland side. Again, C.J. McCollum at 7-6. I mean, he's priced right. His price is down. Uh, no Lillard. I you almost have to play McCollum as a blocker. I mean, he's going to be so highly owned, and he has the potential to go off in this game. I do like one of the other guys. Though. I think Norman Powell at 5-3 becomes a really uh, good play here. You know, that extra usage. He's If you look at his uh, games, he's played well. So he's a strong target for me. I could see, you know, coming out of here with those two guys. Um, Nazir Little, you know, he's going to get some extra minutes at 3-9. Anthony Simons could be the guy that really uh, gets the biggest lift with Lillard out, and he's only 3-5. I think he's going to be uh, very popular today as well. Um, I, I like going a little safer, though, with Powell. After that, you know, Again, you've got guys that just are not consistent in Covington and Nance, Cody Zeller off the bench. Nurk at 6'7 is cheap. Um, it's not a bad price. His buddy Jokic, you know, they played together for a while. Uh, they know each other well. So I don't think Nurk's the worst play in the world either. So I do like this game, even though it's a 208 total. I, I think there's just some good matchups here because of guys sitting out and value opening up. Um, and then on the Denver side, you know, the Joker's 11-6, and you can't pay up for everybody. And that's where you have to figure out what you want to do. If You know, if I'm going to go uh, pay up for one of the Brooklyn guys, maybe uh, Durant, or I want to try to go with a LaMelo Ball or Steph Curry today, I mean, that's going to take – uh, you know, taking two of those guys is going to eliminate really rostering the Joker. Um, he's phenomenal. He could crush in this game. He could crush any game, but he is 11-6, and uh, that's a tough decision. Um, Aaron Gordon was my strongest player uh, the other night. I was really pleased with his performance uh, two days ago. He's only 5-4, seems to be getting uh, a lot more usage with Porter out. He's getting more attempts, shots, putbacks. And he's one of those guys that just when he gets in the flow, he's really a good value. So I like him 
uh, today as well. Um, Will Barton, 6'8", is a little pricey, but he is playable. Um, you know, that usage, again, being spread around there. So, you know, in, <clears throat> to really look at this game, I think CJ, Norman Powell, maybe Simons, and then you've got, you know, if you make the decision to pay down at, at one of those guard spots, uh, like with Curry or Ball not taking those guys, then Joker's in play. If not, I think Aaron Gordon's a great value, and you can take a look at Will Barton. All right. Last game on the slate, it is a 9-30 game. Chicago Bulls, L.A. Clippers. L.A. Clippers minus four. It's a 218 over under. 107 implied for Chicago, 111 for the Clippers. Um, interesting game here. We've got, let's look at the injuries first on this wrap-up game. We've got Vukovic out with the COVID protocol stuff. Kobe White, Patrick Williams, we know are out. Uh, we've got Morris. Uh, is uh, probable Kawhi and Preston are out. The Bulls are eight and four. Clippers are eight and four. And we've got an uh, interesting scenario here. We've got Chicago on the first night of a back-to-back -back and the Clippers on a second night of the back-to-back. -back. So we know that it was a blowout last night, so they didn't have to push the guys. So I think the Clippers, you know, should get decent run from their main players. As pace goes, 13th for Chicago, Clippers are 16th, so somewhat normal-paced game. Good offensive efficiency, though. Both of these teams have, have executed very well. Uh, Donovan and uh, has done a nice job, you know, getting Chicago in this upper echelon, and uh, the Clippers also. They're 6th and ninth in offensive efficiency, respectively. Problem is defense is solid. Both two top 10 defenses – Chicago ninth and uh, the Clippers second. We see how the Clippers locked down last night. You know, can they do it again in back-to-back -back nights is the question. Um, you know, that's that's the issue. So you look at Lonzo Ball at 6'6", not a bad price. Levine at 8'2", and DeRozan at 8'4". Both are very interesting uh, because no Vuk. And you've got like Javante Green, Bradley, Caruso, uh, Mu, uh, those guys are going to get minutes, but really, I think most of that usage is going to uh, really go to Levine and DeRozan. So I, I like the thoughts of having one of those two studs at the mid price uh, in this late game. I think that 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 could pay off. But again, the Clippers are stingy on defense, so you have to be a little careful. From the Clippers side, you know you have Reggie. That's always seems to be a question of possibly roster because he stays at that low mid-level price at 6-3. Bledsoe can be good and bad at 4-9, a little riskier. Uh, I don't think I'm going to go up to Paul George at the 10-5 number in this game. Too many good payups uh, that we've already talked about. So as good as he is and uh, the fact that he didn't have to extend himself last night, he is a dangerous, very viable play, but I'm not going to go there. Other than that, you know, not crazy about the bench here. A lot of shared minutes uh, between Batum, Zubats, Mann, Kennard, even Hartenstein, Justice Winslow getting minutes now. So, you know, it's probably going to be a, a bull stud possibility of a value guy from the Clippers, but that is about it. 
So that is it, my friends. Seven games total today, but six on the main slate. That's what we focused on on this podcast. Hopefully that gives you a chance to listen in, build those lineups from tonight. Like I say, I know people are distracted with NFL today, but there's a lot of fishies swimming by in the NBA pool there uh, that you know are, are fallovers from NFL. Uh, so those Sunday night NBA slates can be pretty juicy. So jump in there. You got six decent games. Got some really good pay up potential. There's already value that's opened up. If you want to join us and get the full inside skinny, we give a a, a coach's clipboard, which is unique to the DFS industry. It's five highlighted starting five, we call them, to build your core around. And then we give you uh, several other players to fill in if uh, to build the rest of your roster around. On FanDuel and Yahoo, we give full a hybrid which or cash, say, you know, cash lineups and then hybrid, which we consider single entry GPPs. We give that lineup out and we also give a multi GPP uh, contests lineup. So we'll give you the both in both FanDuel and Yahoo. If you want to join us, it's DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, if you're listening again on YouTube here on the way out, please hit that thumbs up the subscribe button and give us a little comment. Also hit the alert because you don't want to miss when our podcast posts. Um, if you're listening to us on any of our audio sites, check that out right away because uh, you have a chance to win a free week uh, membership at Coach Talk. If you um, give us five stars, make a comment, uh, we'll have a drawing at the end of each month. We're already halfway through this month somehow. And, uh, that person will win uh, that weekly week pass at Coach Talk. And remember, when you sign up at Coach Talk, you get everything that we've got. All of our four main sports that we cover right now, it's football, basketball, and golf. And then when baseball rolls back around, we go in depth with those. We feel that we uh, really, with that focus of not covering uh, all the crazy periphery sports out there, that we're going to give you the best of the best with what we've got. So really appreciate you listening in and give us this, uh, giving us this time on a Sunday. Hope you have a wonderful finish to your weekend and hope you absolutely smash in both uh, football and basketball and golf. So I uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We've got a, a terrific 11 game NBA slate on Monday. My sweet spot that 10 to 15 games. So can't wait to break that down. I'll be working on it this evening, and that podcast will be out in uh, the morning. So thanks again for listening in. Enjoy your day, and we'll see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.